Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Across the Tracks podcast, February the 21st, 2021, last week of February. Amazing how time is flying by, but we're here again, and I hope you enjoy the show tonight. I'm Wayne. And I'm Steve. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so, yes, sir. my friend, what do we got? Mr. Oh. The Master of the Ones and Twos, what do we yeah. got going on this evening? So, uh, we want to talk about a couple of folks that, uh, you know, like I said, it's like every podcast, we somebody has passed away here lately. Yeah. So, tonight we want to talk about a couple of folks that have uh, passed on. Uh, we want to talk about uh, Cancun cruise, <laughs> and we're not talking about a, a boat cruise. <laughs> we, we talk about the senator down in Texas. We're going to talk about Cancun cruise, and then uh, elaborate a bit on the power, the crisis with the water, everything in Texas uh, due to the storms that have that have just paralyzed that area. So, so that's what we got on tap tonight, and we may end up segueing into something else. Who knows? But that's the main focus of the episode tonight. That's how we roll. Yeah, we roll. So uh, the first person we want to talk about tonight is a uh, pioneering hip-hop artist. I'm not sure how much you know about this gentleman. Um, Mark Anthony Morales is his name, but he is uh, most people in the hip-hop world (laughs) know him as Prince Marky D. Of the Fat Boys, and uh, he passed away. The Fat Boys. He passed away here on February the 18th at the age of 52. Uh, Right now, cause of death is unknown. Uh, But he was one of the three members of the Fat Boys, a big hip-hop group in the 80s. Um, Man, I was was all into the Fat Boys. They they were... (laughs) They were a, a comical type rap act, yes. so to speak. You know, yeah. more more funny than than you know some of the some of the hardcore rappers that were out back in the eighties. Uh, but man, they they put out some good stuff. They started out as a disco three, and uh, had a string of hits in the eighties. Uh, the Fat Boys are back. Fat Boys, Wipeout. They did a, a version re- mm-hmm. remix of Wipeout with the Beach yep. Boys. <laughs> Um, and they were protégés of another hip-hop icon, uh, Curtis Blow. And um, so uh, I, I enjoy the Fat Boys music, man. I, you know, every time somebody passes in the musical world, uh, I, I, I listen to, I go back and I listen to a lot of their stuff just to, to honor their memory. So I've been listening to the Fat Boys for for a couple of days, just on my on my iPod, just playing some of their stuff. And uh, you know, they they were an interesting group, so to speak. Uh, they did a, did a movie. Uh, disorderlies. I don't know if you remember disorderlies yes, or not. Yes, it was yep. it was pretty comical. So uh, yeah, Prince Marky D passed on. Your your thoughts uh, on the Fat Boys and you know it's Marky D. The Fat Boys were kind of the to me they were the the type of of rappers at that time, and we will say rappers because it wasn't hip hop at the time. We call right, it right. all hip hop now. But they were sort of like the little brothers of the people that came through first. You know, right, right. Uh, you said they were protégés of Curtis Blow. When I when I think of that time period, you know, you think of Curtis Blow, you think of uh, Kumo D, yep, uh, Big yep. Daddy Kane, yep. you know, the Sugar <laughs> Hill Gang, 
Yeah. You know, and, and and you think of all those guys, and then a little bit later on, you, know, you get you get some other guys that come in, but the Fat Boys were unlike the others because they were chunky but funky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were they were kind of the comic relief of all the uh, true. Um, at that time, hard rap that was going on. And so, and, and I, always rem- I always remember, you know, the use of the beatbox and all yeah. that, you know, they yeah. were known for that as well. Yeah. yeah. Probably more, th- probably faster than anybody, they picked that up. I mean, there's Dougie Fresh, of course. Right, right. He had his own thing, but the the beatbox, as we know the beatbox, I, I contribute that myself to the Fat Boys. Yep, yep. You know, and um, you know when I um, when I walk because you know I'm in a routine of I run two days and I walk a day because I had an injury back or oh, probably back in May, and I've done that every day since since May since June the first. I've either run or walked. Cool. And one of my walking one of my walking uh, songs is Kumo D. I go to work. Right. I go to work. And so every time I, I know we're kind of getting off of uh, Mark Morales or Marky D, but that was that same, that same time frame, And it was to me straight up, straight up rap at that time. Yeah. The things that go on today, you don't know if they're rapping, if they're talking. Right. Right. You know, cause to me, R&B is a minority that's out there now. Some people say that R&B is still alive. It is in, in some areas, but now all, all these people that are making, you know, platinum and gold records, they're just talking. They're not singing anything. Right, right. And so, you know, when I walk, I always, I always get to, and I'll challenge you on this, Uh-oh. you know, I always get to... <laughs> Kumo D's and I go to work and it is by far the most unique rap song that I've ever listened to because the way he flows in yeah. that yeah I would love to know if he did that all in one take and yeah. and the way that each each stanza goes it has a specific purpose yep and it and it carries that purpose all the way through, yep. and then it goes. I mean, he goes. He goes into talking about being an architect, being a boxer, <laughs> yeah. you know, being. A, I mean, it is. It is to me when you start looking at the the way that it was put together. By far, to me, probably because I listen to it every three days or whatever. By far, to me, the most unique rap song that I've ever heard. Because it flows so much and he has so much content and it all kind of flows together. He starts at he starts at at point A and then he works his way to point, you know, point Z. But it's all together, man. And, and, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty, pretty remarkable to me how he got it, how he got how he makes it flow. And, And these guys were kind of in that same same yep. vein yep. because it was just straight up rap. Yep. 
Yep. That I, again, I, I think that was the golden age of hip hop. Uh, well, you know, we call it hip hop. You know, people were 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 going back and forth, rap, hip hop. Yeah. That was the golden age of that genre of music. With you mentioned Cool Mo D, but you said Big Daddy Kane, Curtis yep. Blow, LL Cool J was was breaking out. The Fresh Prince, yep. uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and the Fresh Prince, right. KRS One, uh, Boogie Down Production. I mean, we could go on and on. And the Fat Boys are in that mix man yeah. and uh i the, the if you ever I, you probably saw it man back when they played the wipeout video on it yeah, yeah. i'm like what the <laughs> hell is this man but they took that song man and just put their own vibe on it and just like run dmc yep. did walk this way with aerosmith that was awesome man to bring the beach boys in and, and and have them on that song. Yeah. Uh, they also did a remake of Sex Machine uh, mm. of James Brown, which mm-hmm. they did a hell of a job on that track. And um, you know, one of the one of the hip hop movies that was out back in the day, they they were in Crush Groove, which is <laughs> uh, 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 people forget about that movie, man. But you had a lot of major rap artists in yes. Crush Groove, yes. you know. So, uh, man, um, love their music, man. And it's sort of sad that, uh, that, that one member of the trio has passed on now, man. But again, a lot of good music left behind to listen to. It's classic. It's that classic, uh, rap, hip hop. Like you said, you can understand, you can understand what people were saying back then, man. And, and it, and it had a, it had a flow to it and, and it had a message, you know? So, uh, rest in peace, rest in power to Mr. Mark Anthony Morales, better known as Prince Marky D, one member of the Fat Boys. Fat Boys. Right. So I'm 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 gonna let you kick this next one off, man, because I, I know you got some things to say about this next gentleman who passed on this week. Uh controversial uh conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh passed. So I'll turn it over to you, my friend. Oh, wow. Where do I start? Um, He recently was given the presidential award, the presidential gold medal. Yeah, presidential medal of freedom. Medal of freedom. Thank you very much. (laughs) You know, I knew I'd screw that up. It's all good. (laughs) But for most people in... The media circles, Rush Limbaugh found his niche by being basically a voice of conservative, I shouldn't say values, I'll say conservative ideologue. Anything that he could do to push the buttons of The liberals is what he wanted to do. And there is a group of people in this country that believed in what Rush Limbaugh was touting. Now, granted, for the most part, he and some of the people that are in the um, radio business or syndicated radio or on syndicated uh, TV networks and so on, uh, they are opinion writers. They are not journalists. Let's make this clear. They are not journalists. So when you think of the 
um, Sean Hannity's, the Rachel Maddow's, the um, uh, Chris Wallace, uh, you know, all those those people's um, Lawrence, Lawrence uh, O'Donnell and so on. They are more opinionated. They, they voice their opinions. However, uh, it, some of those people that I mentioned and, Le- and Rush Limbaugh was one of these guys who literally just stoked the flames of distrust, hatred, and partisanship. Now, there are Americans that believe in what he he talked about every day, every day. I, I had a neighbor across the street. He was probably 72, 73-year-old man. He listened to Rush Limbaugh every day at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock or whatever was on. And I, I listened to him a couple of times and went, no, no, no. That that's that he he's he's just stoking the fear in people, yep. and that's how he made his money, you know. Yep. And the the sad part about you know he's I'm a big guy, you know I I do all this, you know, and he's all he had his uh, you know he he had a brand of smoking a cigar and all that stuff, smoking a puff of a cigar. I don't even know what the hell people do with it because I don't smoke. And so he's this uh, larger than larger than man type individual. And so for people that bought in or believe in conservative thoughts or what he was spewing or speaking about, uh, he had a big following and he became a person that influenced politics in the country, even though he wasn't a political person, but people believed in what he said and the ideas that he speaks for me. And so when we get to the past occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, you know, he was one of those guys that fell in behind this idea because he wanted to use Rush Limbaugh to make him more popular to that group of people that he knew that he could count on to vote for him because he's going to spew some of the same crap, some of the same ideas or ideologues that Rush Limbaugh did. So, you know, two fools in a pool, and what do you get? The whole nation drowns. Yep, yep. My thoughts. Yep. How about you, man? No, uh, you know, you, 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 you don't, you know, you don't, uh, like what's the word? Um, you know, people pass, whether how you feel about them, you you don't want anybody to die and, you know, you feel bad for their family and whatnot. But the fact is your legacy, your legacy is one of bigotry, hatred, conspiracy theories, lies. I mean, that's your legacy. I mean, that's what you left behind for yes. the world. And you have a mic, you've got a platform, and you could you you could do so much good with that, man. But instead, 
you spewed lies. You were part of the birtherism crowd. Uh, all these conspiracy theories, uh, hatred. I mean, that's what you used your platform for. And for that, you were awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I mean, give me a break. And now yeah. people want the current president, Biden, they want they want him to lower the flags to half staff. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, are you shitting me? Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you, we, we do that in this country to honor people who have sacrificed who, you know, who have done something in their passing, the country needs to take notice of that and remember the service and the sacrifice these individuals made. And I find it so ironic that these people who are, are you know, telling Biden to, you know, the flags need to be lowered to half staff, but they wouldn't push the previous occupant of 1600 Ave- Avenue to lower the flags to half staff when John McCain passed. Yes. And th- and that that man was a true hero. So, again, you, you, you don't want to, um, you know, um, someone passes. That's a sad, sad occasion. But the fact that your legacy is one of what it is, that that's how you made your money. And, it, you know, of lying about people, conspiracy theories, bigotry, hatred. That's what you left to the world. And so. On one hand, it's sad, but on the other hand, I'm like, really? I mean, this is this is who we want to honor? I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Um, I know somebody close to me. I'm not to interrupt you. Yeah, no that, problem. <clears throat> that was sitting down at the counter in our uh, kitchen and said, "Oh, Rush Limbaugh died." And I said, and <laughs> yeah, 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 that that's that's the feeling I had, you know, um, <laughs> it's like, you know, I would, so I mean, you want people to feel sad. I, I mean, they're they're like you say, you're your neighbor, faithful, faithful follower of, of, of him and his rhetoric. But, uh, dude, you you spewed hatred, man. That's what you used your platform for. And I, I just wonder, man, when 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 he passed on into eternity and he was met by whomever, what was like I was the question, man, uh, what did you do with your platform? Why did you do what you did with your platform? You mm-hmm. spewed a lot of vile stuff over that microphone, over those airwaves. And so, um, you know, wherever he's resting, um, you know, he's resting. And uh, but uh, I, I don't think uh, we we should not be lowering no flags to half staff. Um, he's got, he got his presidential medal of freedom from an individual who, you know, was low class. Um, it's like, please, you just you just want to puke sometime, man. Yeah. You know, over over this foolishness. So, yeah. uh, but. We want to do, you know, the right thing. Um, we'll say rest, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Limbaugh, and uh, your legacy is what it is, you know. Yep. Um, yes. I, I, I do want to backtrack a bit uh, and mention, a bit, mention one more thing about Prince Marky D. Um, most people may not know, not only was he a member of the Fat Boys, but he was a hell of a producer. And he did some production work for uh, Mary J. Blige, Jennifer Lopez, Mariah Carey, Craig Mack. 
he produced uh, Mary J. Blige's first album. What's the four one one? I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of people may not know that, but he was a hell of a producer too. So, um, man, I, it's it's sad that young fifty two is is young these days, man. And uh, again, they've yeah. never they they haven't said what he passed from. But 52 is young. And uh, so just just wanted to backtrack and throw that in, because not only was he a heck of an artist uh, with the Fat Boys, but he was a hell of a producer as well. So, yeah. All right. Yep. I guess folks will have to lower their own uh, flags to half mass yeah. if they want to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Biden should not give in to that. Uh, you know, and some Republican, I don't know, in in their states, they say, "Yeah, we're going to lower the flag to half staff to honor this guy." It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, really, yeah. are you kidding me? Th- yeah. This is this is who you're going to honor? Uh, it's, I mean, it's it's sad, man, that that this the bar has been set so low in this country that we, we'll just, man, I don't care what you've done, how vile it is. We're going to treat you just like some war hero or some nurse <laughs> doctor out there on the front line saving lives or somebody getting up to work to go every day because they have to and they're dealing with COVID and whatnot. We're going to treat you like all those those great people. I mean, it's sad that the bar is so low in this country now. It really yeah. is. It really is. So. Yep. We 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 we're not gonna beat that that horse anymore. It it is what <laughs> you calling him a horse? <laughs> I'm not calling him a horse. We, we, we just ain't gonna debate the subject no more. We're gonna move on to another asshole though, and that is Cancun Cruise. <laughs> Cancun Cruise. Oh my God! I mean, I, it, that is that is that's a sad spectacle, man. And and the fact is. You're going to throw your kids under the bus. <laughs> yeah. You're going to throw your kids under the bus and put your fiasco on your kids. So what does what we already knew you were a scumbag, but now <laughs> you're throwing your kids under the bus. Yeah. So in in the midst of what's going on in <laughs> your state, you decide I'm going to flee and go to Mexico. I mean, and and it's sad and it's ironic that, oh, you're going to go to Mexico, but you're one of the key people supporting the previous occupants wall to keep people out from coming in from Mexico. But you're going to go to their country. So it's hypocritical to the max, hypocritical (laughs) to the max. He is just a piece. Your thoughts. Oh, my thoughts. He's just a piece. Piece of crap, you know. First of all, you know, I feel that his entire lifestyle is nothing more than a lie. Two reasons number one, and this is what's always irked me about some folks in this country who try to pass, you know, his name is Raphael. Yep. Cruz. Yep. Now he doesn't use Rafael Cruz because it sounds too ethnic. Yep. And he tries to be white. You're not. Okay. So Ted Cruz, he uses that. The other thing is that he thinks that he's going to be president someday. Not going to happen, buddy. 
Okay, number one, you're an idiot. <laughs> number two, no one trusts you and nobody likes you. Nope. Period. If if you if he had a way to leap forward into the presidential campaign, he would do it. That's why he chose to stand up and um, try to block the certification of Joseph Biden to be the president of the United States. He wanted an audience of idiots like those people that stormed the Capitol who sees the past occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as their hero because he's the guy that brought racism back up to the forefront. Yep. And he's gone now. And so somebody has to get those votes. And so Raphael Cruz and Josh Hawley, they're going after the votes of the past occupant of Pennsylvania, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. No one trusts him. Nope. He's weak. He is petty. And he's not going to be president. The other thing, he's a lying ass (laughs) senator because he says, well, you know, my 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 family, they were in the cold and my two daughters decided that can't we go to someplace to get out of here? You know, now. If if I'm a senator, if I'm a public office holder and the majority of my state north of Austin, Texas, north of San Antonio is going without water, without electricity, they're they're frozen in. They're my constituents. They're the people I'm supposed to representing. I'm supposed to represent. And if they're struggling, struggling with four or five days of not having heat on, how is it going to look for me to take my ass to Mexico and enjoy the warm weather? Yeah. When my people that I represent are going through this struggle right now. And then he comes up with the excuse, as you mentioned, you know, my daughter's blaming it on him. And then he says this big lie is that soon as I sat down in my seat, I knew I was doing the wrong yeah. thing. Yeah. No, mofo, <laughs> you knew you were doing the wrong thing as soon as you thought about going to Mexico. Well, I was yeah. only supposed to go down for one day. Lie. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the wife snitched. She yep. dry. I'm gonna use a Shannon Sharp on him. She dry snitched on him. Yep. <laughs> you know, saying that come on down, and then somebody within that group <laughs> turned over the text messages to the media. Yep. And so he he decides to you know try to cover his behind. And say, well, I'm coming back now. I knew it was bad when I sat down, and you know the kids were going to have a getaway. Man, please. Yep. You know. 
he he only uttered that because she got caught. Got caught. You got caught. So now you got to throw your kids and everybody else under the bus. And it's like, come on, man. Who do you think believes this? Like you say, man, the, the, the measure, I think it was the measure of a man. Where do you stand in time of crisis? In this guy's case, I'm going to Mexico. I'm not going to Disneyland. I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> I don't stand with my people. I don't stand with my people, man. And it's and and and, and what's really glaring if the people of Texas are really looking at this guy, you got AOC who ain't even from Texas. She raised two million dollars for the residents of Texas, two or three million dollars, man, to support relief efforts down there. She's from freaking New York and she yep. cares more about the people of Texas than this clown does. Yep. You know, he, he, he like you say, man, he's weak. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about about uh, about Lynn, man, but if, and I'm sure she feels the same way. If I would allow somebody to talk about my wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and then I'm still going to suck up to this this individual. Man, I better pack my bags and, and, and get my behind on somewhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, they, they, you know, you're still sucking up to this guy who disparaged your wife, disparaged your daddy, lied on your daddy. And you're still sniffing around this guy's behind. So <laughs> the, the people of Texas, if if they don't see this guy for who he is. And say, you know what? We need to move on from you, man. We need to move on from you. Um, if they don't, it's sad. It's sad because this guy just told you, man, I don't care nothing about you. you people can suffer. I'm going to get my ass warm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going got- to get my ass warm, you know. And, you know, the flimsy, you know, I was just doing like everybody else and taking care of my family. No, you weren't. Everybody else is trying to take care of their family. They're sitting in their freaking cars trying to yep. get warm. They got their barbecue grills going, trying to get warm. They're sitting in front of fireplaces. Like, no, you're getting on a plane going to Mexico. <laughs> oh, and don't forget about Snowflake. Yeah, Snowflake. Yeah, you left the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you what left a human dog. Being? I mean, that's supposed to be man's best friend, right? <laughs> You didn't need to take care of your best friend. <laughs> you know, he's, he's sorry, man. He is sorry. I, I, I was hoping, man, so bad that Beto O'Rourke would have beat him yeah. uh, back when he, uh, what was it, 2016? 16, I was yeah. hoping Beto O'Rourke would have beat his ass. Because, as you said, nobody likes him, man. He reminds me of some um, cartoon character that's always up to no good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That, like that's who reminds that. Yeah, he he's always got an ulterior motive, and you know you've you've tried to overthrow the government. You you've kissed up to the previous occupant for four years carrying his water. Uh, you're, you're you're just despicable, man. And so this is this is the coup de gras. You ran out on your people. That's it, man. You ran on your people. We know that from the military, man. You 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 take care of the troops. And in this case, you fail leadership 101. 
you fail leadership 101 so um again it's uh, sad really sad so any, any i'm surprised so, that the aspca yeah. doesn't come after him by leaving leaving snowflake at home yeah, bombs yeah I, I would not be surprised if, if they <laughs> don't like oh let's let's go get him you know because you 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 been you treat your dog like that i mean really i mean come on man <laughs> I'm what? sure there was somebody that was there that probably looked in on the dog, but still, the optics, <laughs> it does, it, the, op, yeah, the optics of the dog sitting at the front door, right. kind of looking out like, right. where the hell is everybody at? Right, right. It's the like, I'm home pretty, alone. <laughs> yeah, the optics are pretty bad. Yeah. So he can say whatever he wants. He can continue to lie about it. But the fact is, man, in a time of crisis, you cut bait and ran. Yeah. So that that's that's what that is, man. You cut out and ran out on the people that elected you to serve them. You ain't interested in servicing nobody but you and yours. And uh, that's it. You you can't paint it the other way, man. You're you're just you're cowardly, man. That's it. Yeah. Cowardly. Oh, but but today today Wayne he was out handing out water, you know, in in <laughs> Texas. You know, yeah. I, I once he got his hand caught in that cookie jar, I guess yeah, he says man. I better. I better make it right. Well, you know, to me, <laughs> now nah, I'm sorry, man. Ain't no do-overs. <laughs> yeah. You, you, no do-overs. You, no you had the opportunity. You had the opportunity to lead from the get-go. You should have told your family, look, I am a senator. These people elected me. I need to stay here and do whatever I can to provide, help provide for the people that are really suffering here. But no, you didn't do that. According to you, you only did this because your daughters did. Who who's the parent here? Yeah. I mean, really. Well, you know, <laughs> think about this, Wayne. The Heidi was already in Cancun. Right, right. Now, well, well let, let's let's think about this for a second. <laughs> She's already in Cancun. He's at home with the two kids. And then she said, and then they said, well, let's, let's get out of here. Let's go someplace where it's warmer because we, we, we've been without heat for three hours and we don't know what to do. We don't have school tomorrow because the schools are closed. So can't we go someplace warm? And so the wife was already there with other friends. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, once again, yeah, we'll talk about this for, you know, the next few days and you've seen all the memes they've had out on him and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. you know. And so it's gonna go to the wayside. And then I'm gonna say he he won again in twenty eighteen, so he'll be back up for election twenty twenty four, six yep. years. Yep. And hope and hope folks remember. Yeah, hope their memory folks is that. Yep. Hope they remember this. Hope yeah. they remember the fact that he ran out on on uh, on the people of Texas, man. You yeah. you cut bait and ran and uh, rather than stay and, uh, you know, do your damn job that you were elected to do. You know, those are your constituents. Serve yep. them. But now nah, you you like, come on, man. I, I've come to the realization that the um, the party or parties are so entrenched in their own ideological ideas that they're not ever going to vote this guy out. Nope. Because once again, I say they practice political incest. Yep. You know, 
and if if there was anybody that would change a vote or would change their mind, uh, it, it was it's not going to be somebody that that believes in the same philosophy that he does. Yeah. And, and right now, and this is kind of a side uh, a side note to all of this. The Republican Party don't even know its own friggin' idea ideas anymore. Nope. Because they've gone and traced that the tail of the 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 past occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and then they got all these QAnon crazy people, and then they got all these racist militia people, and then they got all the the Oak Boys and the Proud Boys. That party is literally uh, being torn apart. Yep. Just like our buddy Moscow Mitch, yep. you know, he's only interested in power, and yep. and and uh, Raphael Cruz is the same way, you know. I'm gonna act a fool like the past occupant because that's all he was interested in, and if I if I'm do the same as he, then they're gonna see that I'm interested in power too. So. Yep. 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 It's it's the same thing in Kentucky, man. The people will not vote Mitch McConnell out, even though they know he's doing nothing for the people. They will not vote him out. And and it's going to be the same thing with people down in Texas with Cruz. I would I would be surprised after this if they vote him out in 2024. I, I would be very surprised. And I mean, you you you've been setting freezing in the cold. And you, not just him, but you had other people, and we can segue into this. You know, this 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 is sad, man. That the, some of the leaders in Texas, you know, one guy said people were lazy, and you know, what, what do you want a handout for all the time? I mean, get get off your butts and do something. Blah blah. I mean, why do you say that to people? I mean, yeah. why do you say that to people who are clearly suffering because of your mismanagement of? you know, utilities, whatnot in, in that state. It's your fault that people are suffering. Yeah. And you're gonna make a callous statement like that? Rick Perry. Well Texas was Texans were rather set in their houses and freeze rather than have the government come in and manage. But uh really dude? I yeah. mean really? Nobody wants to sit in their house and freeze. It I, it gives them it it gives them I, I I'm I'm glad that they now have a wake-up call. They had this in 2011. Yep. You know, I think it was like during it was Super Bowl weekend. They delayed the Super Bowl that at that time, 2011. Yep. And then, you know, you're thinking 10 years, a decade ago, this happened, and it delayed the Super Bowl and the big ice storm and so on. Yep. Seems like you would like. We probably better think about not doing this again. But no, you know, when when uh, the black man got elected in 2008 and they he represented the government, they said, no, we don't want to be any part of that. Nope. nope. You can't tell us what to do. You know, we want we want our uh, our. Uh, oil, uh, revenues, and all that. And now they know that decisions they made in 2011 weren't the right decisions because with global warming, they've always said that things are going to get worse. So this is a good example that, 
you know, for five days, Texas was in the deep freeze all the way yeah. down to San Antonio. And San Antonio is, is, is getting south, as far yeah. south as you can go. When they're yeah. starting to freeze up there, yeah. then, Something you know, wrong. something's wrong. Yep. Okay. And the, these, the, the, people, these people don't believe they they don't believe in in in, in the climate change. So, that, you know, they're going to keep their head in the sand, you know, because that 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 goes against everything that they've they they they, they spout out of their mouths. Yeah. You know, that there is I no think, climate change and all this stuff, man. I think the majority of the people in this country believe in climate change. The problem is it's the. Republican Party leadership that's rebelling against climate change. Yep. And, and the dichotomy of all of this is that most of the people believe in climate change. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to pretend to be a Republican in Texas. I know that climate issues exist. I know I just froze my ass off for the past five days. No water, no heat. Now, when it comes for the next election and they talk about changing leadership, I'm going to vote for that Republican, even though I know that there's climate change. Just because he's a Republican, okay, and they're officially, not all, they officially don't believe in climate change, but since I'm in a red state or purple state or whatever, I'm going to go along with them, then nothing's ever going to change. Nope. Okay? Nope. So they better get their ass on the national grid. This Absolutely. is a... And, yeah. and, and the, the other thing is that the, the governor, Governor Abbott, yep. he's blaming this on the Green New Deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, guess what? The Green New Deal has nothing to do with that. Once again, they aren't happy until they want to spread fear. Yeah. Okay. The well, when the uh, wind farms freeze up, then that tells you that you know we we got to continue to use oil. When when solar is gets a cloudy day, that tells you that we gotta continue to use oil okay well just north of indianapolis between um lafayette and chicago they have a wind farm that that 35 miles if you get on 65 you'll drive yeah. 35 miles and you'll see hundreds of wind uh, uh windmills yeah i've never seen one of them freeze up no and, and the problem is is that those stupid people down there, they decided, well, we'll we'll get some of these, but we're gonna get the cheap ones. You know? <laughs> you know, while up here when it gets you know, it gets cold in Indiana. Absolutely. And it stays cold for a long time. Just like Colorado. Yeah. You know, the, the 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 turbines in those things are carbon fiber. They're not metal. Yeah. Carbon yeah. fiber isn't gonna freeze up. Nope. These people know, I mean, they, like you say, man, all they want to do is get people scared and, and keep their agenda going. And I, hopefully somebody in Texas, you know, says, man, we need to get our ass on the on the national grid, you know, yeah. to prevent this from happening again. But something tells me they're not going to do it. 
They're not going to do it because they don't want the government telling us what to do and all this foolishness. It's like, I mean, that's where people have to exercise their right and vote these people out of office when the time comes up. If you if you care about your welfare, if this if this didn't convince you from sitting in your house for three or four days with no heat, no water, your boiling water, whatnot, a little boy died from hypothermia. You know, I mean, that was sad. Ten, eleven years yeah. old. Yeah. If if this doesn't convince you that like the next time there's an election and these people who are responsible for this, if they're on the ballot, we need to vote their asses out. If this does, does not convince them to do that, then I don't know what I don't know what you tell people. If they're willing to suffer just to so they can say I voted Republican, I, I don't get it. I don't I don't know what else you can say. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, really don't. And Again, it's not just Texas. We got the same thing in our old hometown, man. People continually vote Mitch McConnell in year after year after year. And the only reason is because he's he's a white man and he's a Republican. That's it. There is no other reason. Yep. But he, he does nothing for the people of Kentucky. Nothing. All he wants to keep his keep his power. So uh, we, we, we are at a crossroads, my friend. And uh, something's got to change. Something's got to give in this country because we, we, we've said it before, man. We, we are on a treacherous path. And uh, somebody needs to wake up, as Spike says, wake up <laughs> and, 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 and get, get rid of these people, man, who, who mean no good. They don't want to serve anybody. They, they just want to be in power. They need to go. They need to go. So yeah, I agree. I will uh, we'll leave it there. We, we continue to remember the folks of Texas. Thank goodness the power is back on, uh, but they still got a water problem because uh, there isn't enough pressure uh, in the pipes. Uh, and what water is coming out, uh, not sure if they can drink it because it might have uh, bacteria in it. So you go from one calamity to another. So good thing is I think Biden has authorized uh, FEMA uh, to provide uh, some some emergency relief, um, you know, support down there. He's declared uh, Texas a I think it's it's a a higher level of disaster area. He's already done that for the state of Texas, so people are going to get the support. Hopefully, it's going to be quick, man, and folks can get back on their feet somewhat. But this this was sad, man. This this was a wake up call to the leadership of Texas, and hopefully they heed it. And do what they got to do, so yep. To, yep. to prevent this from happening again. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was our last topic for tonight. But I, I want to throw this out to you: um, Biden is nominating um, uh, Neera Tandon to be the uh, director of OMB, and uh, I guess you've heard Joe Manchin has already said he's not going to support her, and the reason he's not going to support her is because she sent out some tweets that were disparaging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really? Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. I mean, some yeah. of these people, I, I, I don't think they, I don't think their memory, they must have dementia or something. But you just had a guy in office who tweeted out disparaging crap about somebody every day of the week. And you had nothing to say about that. But you're going to stop this more than qualified woman from assuming this 
uh, I think it's a it's a director of O and B. You're gonna you know not vote for her because she sent out some mean tweets about people. Yeah. He's only looking out for himself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's only looking out for himself because I, he's in one of those states that's red, and he's yeah. a Democrat in a red yeah. state. Yeah. And therefore, he's got to appease the people back home. Yeah. yeah. And they're all mad at him. You know, like 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 that one guy said. You know, with with all these people being censored by the state legislatures yeah. and so yeah. on, yeah. we didn't send him here to yeah. speak his <laughs> mind. We sent him. We didn't and to make up his own decisions. We sent him there to represent us. Right. You know, we didn't. We didn't. What does it sound like when these local people say that we didn't send him there to do the right thing? Right. Right. And that's so, why he's doing what he's doing. That's what he's doing. I, I I looked at that man. I'm like, dude, you must be on crack or something. Man. I mean, what did you send him there to do then? It's <laughs> I mean, on crack. Girl. Yeah. I mean, you don't want him to do the right thing. So what do you want him to do? I mean, these people are stupid. They're ignorant, mm-hmm. man. And I you you hate to you hate to say it, man. But it's like every time you hear somebody spouting a bunch of dumbass rhetoric. It, it's it's these white guys, man. I'm sorry. It not not all, but it's a faction of white America that like, you know, we're clinging to this. We're clinging to this. We 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 can't have anybody go against what we espouse. And it's like they're censuring these people left and right. And it's like, really, you're censuring people because they stood up. And supported the Constitution, so you're going to censor them. Yeah, it, it's, it's almost sad. a cult. It's, it's almost a cult. It is a cult. It it is sad. It's a cult, and it's sad. So we, we're here. We are here. Um, I, 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 our buddy uh, Tim Scott down in South Carolina. He's about, you know, I had to take my tie off, had to take my suit coat off, had to roll up my sleeve just in case I had to fight my way out of the Senate chambers. But Mr. Trump had nothing to do with that. And I'm like, everybody's like, what's wrong with this thing, bro? I mean, what, what, so, what is wrong with this guy? You're scared. But you're, you, these people are coming to get y'all. <laughs> and he had nothing to do with it. Uh. He had nothing to do with it. So who do you think sent them there? <laughs> I mean, it's sad, man, that these people are sucking this guy's. I ain't going to say what I want to say, but they're sucking up to him. They're sucking up to this guy, <laughs> a worthless individual. This is who you're sucking up to, man. Instead of standing up, and upholding the oath that you took, you're sucking up to some worthless individual who thinks he's got everybody thinking that he's the biggest, baddest guy on the block. When in fact, he ain't. <laughs> he ain't. And so we we we're we're in, we're we're in bad shape. We're in bad shape, yeah. man. Biden Biden is going to try to do the best he can, but. The, these people are there, man, and like you say, the Republican Party—it's—it's it's a shadow of what it what it once was. You've got six or seven people that that may stand up and do the right thing, but the rest of these people, man, they are lunatics. They're yeah. lunatics. And Hillary Clinton was right. What she said back during the campaign in 2016 <laughs> that these people were deplorables, <laughs> and she got <laughs> it over that. But you know what? She, she was dead on, man. You got a bunch of deplorable people 
serving in the legislative branch of the government. And their own goal is to take down the government and have it look like something that the founding fathers never envisioned. Yeah. So um, sad day, man. It, it's sad. So yeah. hey, uh, I want to I want to throw out one other topic, man. Absolutely. Uh, this would be our last topic for the e- this evening. What would what would go through your mind if you were on United Flight 328? <laughs> And you hear a big gaboom, and you look outside the window, and the engine is on fire. Man, I'd probably be like, well, I guess this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this is it. Yeah. I read that, man, and I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go again. Um, I, you have to wonder, man, if an engine falls off an airplane, that's piss poor maintenance. Okay, who did the maintenance? And number two, who came behind to QA that maintenance to make sure that whatever bolts, whatever, whatever, that went into making sure that engine stays affixed to that wing, who validated that that maintenance was done? I believe you're going to find out when this is done that something was missed um, in a maintenance check or something. Yeah, because it wasn't just it wasn't the call. engine that fell yeah. off. It was that the the turbine blades right, right, broke. Right. The engine stayed intact, but some pieces right, some on pieces the outside of, of it off. Yeah. came off. Yeah. So that that's maintenance, man. And QS yeah, on top of that. Somebody didn't check those blades, man, because somebody, there's cracks in those things. Yep. Somebody didn't. But check. if it was me, man, I'd probably be shitting my pants. Absolutely. Because you know, I don't like to fly anyway. I will fly. Yeah. If I absolutely have to, but I don't like it at all, man. man. I mean, every every flight is a white knuckler for me. Wow. And don't hit turbulence. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't we hit turbulence, man, and I bet you I don't breathe for about 3 or 4 minutes until I have to gasp. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty bad. I'm pretty yeah. bad at it. Wow. Yeah, that that would when you're seeing pieces falling off, especially if you're sitting by the window, <laughs> yeah. and you're seeing pieces falling, you're like, oh my gosh, this is it. But you know? give credit to the pilots because you know, absolutely, those guys fly all these hours and so on, and they go through all these checklists, and you know, they do the best they can do in order to save themselves. Yep. If you save yourself, you're saving the other passengers. That's 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 the way I would look at it. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna save myself first because we don't have ejection seats in this thing. Nope. You know, so if I save myself, then I'm gonna save the you know other seventy to right. right. two hundred and some people on here. Yeah. And so yep. you know, they went through their checklist. They did what they had to do, and they were and the engine. Uh, didn't come off, and they were able to return that plane to Denver International and land it and, um, you know, save some lives. So that was great. That's that's some scary stuff, man. Absolutely. Scary stuff. Absolutely, man. It's, uh, yeah, I I think probably a lot of people on there were probably like, oh, man, this is is it. (laughs) I mean, they were probably, I mean, 
stuff falling off and you don't know what the heck's going on. Probably very, very scary situation. So yep. big kudos to the pilots for, uh, for, for doing what they had to do to get that plane turned around and, and go back to DIA. So, but yep, I'm sure once the dust settles and, uh, they look at records and whatnot, something, something got missed, man. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunate. So, yeah. All right, my friend. All right. Uh, I think All right. That was it for tonight. Um, good discussion. Said this is the last week of Black History Month. And uh, we're going to have uh, a special guest next Sunday night. And hopefully, check us out. Tune in. We're not going to tell you who it is right now, but we're going to have a special guest next week uh, to wrap up Black History Month next Sunday night. So, check that episode out. It should be great. And we're looking forward to uh, to having this young lady on with us next Sunday night. So uh, I don't have any more comments, thoughts, my friend, for tonight. Any any closing thoughts for you? Well, I mean, I hope that the people in Texas are doing well. I, I have several relatives there, aunts and okay. uncles and cousins okay. that live in the Houston area. And I have communicated with them, talked to them either on um, uh, Messenger or called up uh, uh, one of my aunts that live in uh, Houston and hope that I know the weather is going to change there. And, uh, those yep. people that, that need help, I hope the government's going to be there. FEMA's doing a good job of being there and yep. putting them, giving them top priority and hope that South Texas and everywhere in the country that's having, having these issues and, and, um, that's going on now, uh, that America is safe. And, uh, for tomorrow's to be the first day in, in, several days, uh, three weeks, that Indianapolis will be over um, 40 degrees. Wow. So we've had uh, snow on the ground forever, and we're uh, just going to just keep keep moving. And one of these days, I'm going to have me a place in Florida or go <laughs> visit Florida in the wintertime and, and, and see what happens there. Yeah. But that's it, man. I enjoyed tonight's episode. We'll we'll keep moving forward, yep. and as we do so, hopefully we'll we'll get a little bit better, and and we'll just uh, keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. So, in the words of King T'Challa, Wakanda forever. Arriva Derche. Arriva Derche. I like that. <laughs> Peace out. Like three strikes. We're out. (laughs) The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.